Blog Talk Radio. George Command and welcome to the Monday show. So we're going off in a different kind of direction today. So bear with me. We're going to talk a little bit more philosophy, but a little bit more of a spiritual philosophy about what is the mind of God? What is consciousness? What is higher consciousness? And how do we tap into it? Somebody asked me recently, somebody I just met recently asked me, how did I get into this intuitiveness that I use? or the psychic ability, if you want to use it that way. And I thought about that this weekend, because I have to answer that question. And I thought to myself, hmm. And I I tapped into this idea of the collective unconsciousness that Carl Jung talked about, or the collective consciousness, or higher consciousness. And yes, I know I'm getting a little philosophical here, and that's kind of where I wanted to go today. So if you're with me today on this whole concept of what is the mind of God and I'm going to let my spirit group. And I, you know, I mean, I'm really even careful with that term anymore because what is that? You know, let them explain that or let it explain that to you in a few minutes. We'll get into a little bit of a Carl Jung's philosophy. He was a psychologist, psychiatrist back in the 1930s, 20s, who talked about the collective unconsciousness, and he introduced the idea of synchronicity into our vocabulary. Interesting man from Austria. If you've never really read into it. Oh, I got another message for you, another thought for you, another interesting gentleman you might want to tap into. His name is Jason Silva, S-I-L-V-A. And I've watched some of his videos. If you want some inspiring videos, he talks about the power of awe, being struck with awe, A-W-E, awe. So you might want to check out Jason Silva and watch some of his videos. He's very entertaining. Very positive, uplifting energy. He's from university. He's from, where is he from? I don't know. No, from Venezuela. But he went to the University of Miami. And he's been on a lot of TV shows and videos and TED Talks and all kinds of things. So if you want something just kind of uplifting and inspiring, watch some of his videos. I watched him a video with Neil deGrasse Tyson today. It was really, no, it's more philosophy than spirituality, but everything is spirituality at some level, isn't it? I have a couple callers. and So you know where I'm kind of going today with this whole show? It's about you know, the mind of God and what is that, you know, it, it defining that aspect a little bit more because that's so confusing, right? I was raised in a traditional Christian faith, and they always put, like, God is this masculine, fem- masculine energy out there in the universe somewhere, or, you know, like, where is God? What is God? And it was always a little bit confusing. God is love, but God is angry. God is vengeful, but God is peaceful. You know, like, what is what is God? So we're going to talk about that a little bit, I think. They only have a half hour, and I'm going to let my spirit guides work through you. That's what I love to do is just channel. <laughs> I would prefer, you know, someday I'll just start doing that. The whole show will be channeling on a topic and let them talk to you. And even the readings I do for people, I prefer to channel. Just go away, let my spirit group or whatever it is, right? Whatever it is and let them define that, what they are a little bit more. Because it was, it's kind of an interesting concept. So to answer that question for my friend, a new friend, it was about, oh, 
Well, I've always had it. We all have it. We all have that ability to tap into whatever it is out there, right, and use it. We just don't do it. We're not aware of it. And then some of us come into this lifetime to use it. So I'll take a couple calls, but I'm going to make them really brief. So you got to have a question. Let's keep it real brief because I want to tap into this idea of consciousness and higher consciousness. And I'll let my spirit guides talk to you. We'll, we'll talk about that this week. The mind of God. Ooh, what is that? And I, I'm thinking in terms of more of a scientific look at it versus a pure spiritual look at it, which is kind of different, isn't it? I know I'm going off on a little different tangent today, but I, I kind of love this stuff. It's fun. It's interesting. And it also explains why we're here. Okay, so why are we here? You know, there. I heard a different little discussion between Neil Donald, Neil, not Neil, yeah, Neil and Jose, Jason today about this question of why do we fear death? And one of the reasons we fear death, think about this, just kind of let this roll around inside your mind for a little while. We fear death because we fear that we haven't accomplished and left a mark on the world, on society. So we don't want to leave till we've done something that society will recognize as being important or valuable to, for all of humanity. Maybe that's all our purpose, is to assist each other, to make a mark on society. Think about it. You know, if you haven't done it yet, well, you got time, I hope. <laughs> no, that's, that, that does my, that's my drive. I would say that's my drive. That's one of my things is I want to make sure that when I leave society, I will be left as remembered as somebody who presented something of significance, for, something for people to think about. Okay, so let me take a couple calls, make them brief. And then we'll get jump into this whole consist about the mind of God and, and look at it from a little bit different perspective. Okay. Hello? Are you there? Hello? Not there? Ooh, you're not there. Okay, so I'm going to move on. If you want to stay with me, I'll come back in a minute. Yeah. Well, try another one. Hello? Hi, George. This is Donna. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm in a, yeah, having an interesting discussion today about the mind of God and what that is. And, oh, wonderful. And the philosophy, more, more, of, more of a philosophy than a spiritual. Well, philosophy can be very spiritual or it could be according to what people's thinking is. So what's going on with you? We've got about a minute and then I need to jump oh, okay. into this whole discussion. I, um... I meditate every morning, and about three mornings ago, I was meditating, and I heard my intuition come in love, so lovingly and said it's coming soon. So is yeah. that a relationship or more money? Because I've been praying for quite a while for these two things, and, yeah, so I think no, that's no, finally it's my all, it's, 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 all, it's all the above. It's all the oh, above. You know, but oh, it feels wonderful. like in your case, the sequence is more money than relationship. You know, there, there's okay. that sequential things where you just so I, I, it really feels like you need the money or the, the whatever you're looking for, yeah, so that it do. dovetails into into a relationship, so you can be out there, be available. Exactly. If you if you're worrying about money, it kind of cuts you short as to your vibration of attracting something else that you're looking for in life. Puts a hold on you, really. Financial worry puts a hold puts a hold on people. 
and they can't really attract other things. So be ready for it, okay? Yes. Thank be re- you. Be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. You know, here's, here's you. an idea. Here's an idea for you about money, especially. Okay. Think about what you would do money in a very unselfish way. It's not about you. If money comes to you, how much are you going to give to what you believe in would help other people and the people you oh. would help? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got all that. Yeah. Excellent. Be, oh, then go for it. Okay. Be well. Thank you. You know, this thing's not working. Okay. You know, another I just thought came to me about that, this whole idea of generosity. That's one of the very elements, essences of love is generosity. Because if you're a generous person, you're expressing love through whatever you're giving to other people. But sometimes you have to be in the process of giving to be open to new like financial new. So, you know, it says like, oh, you know, I only have $20 in the bank. Well, you know, the stretch of faith would be I'm going to give 10 of it to homeless or 10 of it to a cause I believe in. I only have $20, but I'm going to give a half of it to somebody else. Now, I'm not saying do that, but that's that opening up to the universe, to source, to God, that, yeah, I'm a generous person, and I would need more to be generous with. So think about that. Just you know, that's that's an individual choice. Yeah, that's a tough tough choice for a lot of people, and I understand that. But you know, you open up the open up the tap by giving, and you receive more. Okay, I'm going to try this other call three one three area code. If you're there, I have about a minute. I got, and then we're going to jump into this whole thing about consciousness. Hello, you're not there. You must have put me on hold. You must be doing something really fun to not want to talk to me. I hope so. I hope you're doing something really, really fun. Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold. Um, if you want to talk, come into the chat room and say, I'm the 313 person and I want to chat, and then I'll go back on. I don't want to spend a lot of time holding, waiting for people. Not that I don't love you and want to help you and be there for you. I just, you know, got to move on. Got to move on. So let's get into this Carl Young thing. Carl Jung thing, the concept of collective unconsciousness, as Jung would say it. And I'm going to just kind of paraphrase a really interesting article on www.carl-jung.net. So it's from whatever Carl Jung and his biography and all so thing. And kind of a quick little look at collective unconsciousness. The collective unconscious archetypes archetypes constitute the structure of the collective unconsciousness. They are the psychic innate dispositions of experience and represent basic human behavior and specific situations. That's about full, isn't it? <laughs> Thus, the mother-child relationship is governed by the mother archetype, the father-child by the father archetype. Death, birth, power, and failure are controlled by archetypes. And I'm not going to get into the definition of an archetype right now, but it's that energy, that consciousness, that, 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 well, archetypes are representations and something, but it's, so if you put it into an energy or a, an intelligence, let's just leave it as a framed of intelligence, okay? That's my spirit guide's interpretation of it. The most important of all is the self, which is the archetype of the center of the psychic person, his or her total ability or wholeness. 
The center is made of the conjunction of consciousness and unconsciousness reached through the individualization process. Now, that was a paragraph in itself, wasn't it? Whoa. Okay, well, we'll move on. You're getting the whole light. I'm trying to give you like you know, the, the cliff notes on all this in a, in a half-hour program. It's not easy. Architects manifest themselves through archetype images in all of the cultures and religious systems, in dreams and visions. Therefore, a great deal of Jungian interest in psychic focus or interpretation of dreams and symbols is in order to discover the compensation induced by archetypes as marks of psychic transformation. Hmm, interesting. The word compensation refers to what Jung believes to be the psychic visions of homostasis, that is the ability of the body to maintain a certain equilibrium and stability. Thus, archetypes are related to the basic function of our psychic. So we get these dreams and we get these visions that represent us, who we are, what 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 the collective consciousness, the consciousness of the universe. Let's just throw the word God in here, the mind of God, right? The mind of God. We could say that the mind of God is this collective consciousness of all that there is, right? Unconscious to us, but it's out there and it feeds us. So the collective consciousness is an universal datum, which is kind of the datum is really data or information meaning that every human being is endowed with this psychic archetype layer since your birth. One cannot acquire this data by education or other conscious efforts because it's innate. So where did you get your psychic abilities? Well, the collective unconsciousness. That ability, that's something that just comes to you. How about the art? art, art? Oh, let me finish a little bit. Well, I'll, I'll kind of expand on that a little bit more. The artist. You know, you see this six-year-old child playing Mozart on the piano, and you go, where did they get that? You know, that's just something that you just don't develop that as a child unless that's you've tapped into something. And if you get along with a, go along with a Carl Jung kind of concept, you've tapped into this collective unconsciousness, the archetype of the artist. Ooh, Okay. Could be a past life thing too, right? Yeah, okay, well, we'll leave it there. That's the passing of the consciousness from lifetime to lifetime. And then some people would say that you already, within your DNA, have all of that within you. Okay, and back to the article a little bit. We may also describe it as a universal library of human knowledge or the sage in man the very transcendental wisdom that guides humanity. It's kind of like this idea that, you know, like scientists talk about an invention or a theory and that people in different parts of the world will have that same theory who aren't communicating, of course, at the same time or approximately same time. So it's that tapping into that, you know, in some books, even in business books, it talks about we tap into this vast information that's out there that, in from a scientific point of view, atoms, information, energy never is destroyed. Energy moves on. We die. Our energy moves on. The atoms move on. You know, we are, we are a product of all the atoms that have ever existed from well let's say from the big bang theory on right or before the big bang theory some people say there was a big bang that created the big bang okay well that's a little 
out there, isn't it? Okay, so we're, we're a collection of all the information that's ever existed, all the knowledge, all because atoms are just nothing more than information. Energy is nothing more than information, right? An atom is information, and it builds on the information as you put atoms together, and it becomes molecules, and it's all based on information, right? They know what to do. <laughs> they know what to do, right? They know how to make a bubble bee. They know now how to make it a human. You know, the, the ones, look at, look at life, right? All that information. It's all information. Young stated that their religious life must be linked with the spirit, of the spirit, with the experience of the archetypes of the collective unconsciousness. Thus, God himself, herself, is experienced like an archetype, archetype on the psychic level. An archetype of what? Information, right? A certain information, certain knowledge. Okay. So we're still, with, I'm, you're still with me, I hope. I'm trying to get into this a little bit this week about consciousness and the mind of God. So we, I'm going to go back to this and we get back to this collective unconsciousness or higher consciousness. And we'll, maybe we'll talk about higher consciousness tomorrow and getting there. So I recommend that you kind of delve into this a little bit, see what you think about it, and see what you come up with. So now I'm going to turn myself over to my spirit guides on a channel, which I love to do. It's my favorite thing in the whole world, you know, like one of my favorite things. Other than baseball, rock and roll, <laughs> kidding. Yeah, summer. <laughs> We had snow this weekend, so it's kind of beauty. Beauty is like this amazing thing, that, that, but it melted. We had snow yesterday, but it melted. I live in Aurora, Colorado, 5,000 feet. We had a storm that came through from the north. I guess it snowed a lot in Montana. It's kind of beautiful, but it's going away tomorrow. This week, it's going to be back up in the 60s and low, th low 30s at night. Actually, I'm getting used to the cold. Or oh, really, from Southern California to Colorado, it's a big change, but it's a fun change. So, okay, so now I'm turning myself over to that inter that universal wisdom that works through me. I like that. Well, yes, <laughs> let's let's explain ourselves because we want to explain who we are and why we work through individuals and humans. We, we use a name, and a name is not necessarily an identity as in the human identity. You, you, you've become individualized on the planet Earth. You, you've taken on individual personalities, individual structure, which is something that is a construct so you can understand your lives and understand your purposes and under, understand the interchange that you have with other consciousness on your planet. You've, you've taken on a physical, and we're not physical. Okay, that's a simply put. We're not physical. We're, we're a consciousness. We have, but spirit in itself has individualized at some level. The, the individualization of spirit is not like the individualization of humanity. When you take on a human existence, you, you really become more of a solid individual, individualized being but you're still the same you're still spirit you're still part of a collectedness of spirit you're even though you 
appear to be an individualized solid form of mass body, you really, really, who you really are is energy, is wisdom, energy, knowledge, and all of that. Okay, so what what are we? I know George has been trying to explore, instead of saying my spirit guides, he wants to use another term that sounds a little bit less, you know, new agey, if you want to use it that way. So we would call that we are, we are collective consciousness that represents ourselves to people, our higher consciousness, uh, aspect of higher consciousness. Now, you all have that higher consciousness. You all have that part of yourself that's in the non-physical world. You know, most of you, who, what you are is in the non-physical world. Only a small portion of who you are, 15, 25% of you, is in the physical world. Most of you is in the non-physical world. Most of your energy, most of your consciousness. So we are consciousness in the non-physical world that we interchange with each other. We work together. We are, we come together. We come together in mass at times, but we also individualize at times. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's a lot of information out there, and we experience its information. But George was alluding to this idea that all the information that's ever existed still exists, and that's so true. All knowledge that ever existed still exists, and this knowledge is accumulated. You might want to say that the mind of what you call God is knowledge, information, but it's also emotions. We are emotions, too. You are a reflection of these emotions. Love is a reflection of what we are. When you get into the human, when you get into that physical, your emotions are different because you've tapped into something that is very human, which is fear. Fear is because you have lost the knowledge of who you are, the understanding of who you are. You fear things because you don't know who you are. You forgot. You Well, forget is a good word here, but it's also the fact that you haven't allowed yourself to have that knowing in your physical body. You, you, wanted, you wanted to to separate yourself from who you really are, the higher consciousness of who you are, the, the spirit consciousness, the higher consciousness of who you are, so that you could experience at the physical level many different emotions, some really high vibrational and some really low vibrational emotions. And ultimately, the game that you're playing, ultimately the lives that you're living, is the intent of getting to a higher consciousness state, being able to cope with, deal with, understand your fears on the human level and raise above those human fears and recognize who you really are with this higher consciousness being that has a portion of it in the physical body. And that from this higher consciousness state, which is enveloped in part of all of all of higher consciousness, even though it's somewhat individualized, and we're, we're a little difficult for us to explain exactly what that means to you, because when you get into the non-physical world, you'll completely understand what you are. But so let's just say that you you are a aspect of who you really are. 
you are a representation of who you really are and you've taken it on in a human form so that you can experience different emotions and different experiences and experience the world through a physical consciousness. So what we are, we're the mind of God. Okay, let's just put it out there. We're the mind of God. We individualize when necessary, but we're the mind of God. We are the center of all that there is. We say, because we don't, we hesitate to use the word God as we are God, because that's kind of strange to say to people that we are God. We're, we're an individualized, to some degree, aspect of a higher consciousness that envelop it all is aspects of the divine, the God, what you call the source energy. We are all of that. And we display certain energies. We display certain aspects of that, certain emotions, certain knowledge. You would say that in the in the non-physical world, each somewhat individualized spirit, and you call it spirit, has certain aspects of knowledge, but has the ability, the talent, the availability of all that there ever existed and all the knowledge that ever existed and then all the wisdom that ever existed and all of the energy that ever existed. But we have preferences like you do. So we may not tap into. Some of us might tap into science, just deeply involve ourselves in all the knowledge and all the information. Now, we stop there for a moment and say to you, that's why you experience what you experience. Because we want to pass that on to you. Like science, we want to pass that on to you. And we allow you to do the experiments on the physical level that will enhance the scientific knowledge or the musical knowledge or the artistic knowledge or the financial knowledge or whatever, whatever area of your life that you're involved in. We tap into that. We gain from it. And it becomes part of that universal consciousness that higher knowledge, that information that is at a spirit level, at a higher consciousness level. So it's all out there. Well, some would say that everything that's ever existed and everything that always is, is already there. And we agree. But you're given the opportunity to use it, expand on it. So we're going to be careful here because we are going to say you get to expand on it. Because you apply it to your own physical environment. This is a lot of information, isn't it? It's a lot of knowledge and kind of concepts that most people don't delve into too much. And we understand that. So how do you use all this as your day-to-day basis? How do you use this? Well, you tap into it. You apply it to your specific areas of life and at the level that you could use it at your particular area of life. If you're an architect, you tap into this universal consciousness to help you create, design, because you're tapping into all of the architects that have ever existed and all the planets that ever existed to come up with something new and different. And you should be excited about that. Wow, I get to tap into all of that, whether it be a writer, a journalist, whether it be a novelist, whether it be a painter, whether it be an accountant, whether it be whatever it is, a doctor, a scientist, you're tapping into something that's pretty incredible if you allow yourself to understand that and use it.
So that's that's what we're all about. That's what we do. We want to help each one of you tap into that center of information, that knowledge, that wisdom, that that vein of knowledge and guidance that would help you in your various aspects of life. Whether you call it spirituality or not, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be going to churches to tap into it. You just allow yourself to tap into it. We'll talk more about that in coming sessions. We want you to understand more. We want you to raise your individual consciousness to the highest vibration. We introduced the word vibration here so that you're tapped in, you're able to get into and receive all of that information. And your emotional base needs to be connected to this consciousness, this higher consciousness base, so that you can do that. So we'll talk more about that. We'll talk about love, the various aspects of love, how that plays into raising your consciousness. And so that you, as whatever your interest in life, can tap into all of that wisdom, knowledge, and guidance that's existed and it and continues to exist. It's all there. We want you to tap into it. Thank you for listening. Bye. Well, they went off on a whole different tangent today. They, higher consciousness. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of asking them to help me understand the word spirit guides and what that is because it's a whole different look at it than I looked at it before, but it's really about tapping into something that's there and available for every human being. We just need to be conscious of it. So, okay, I don't know what we'll talk about tomorrow. We'll go on with this. We'll do something else. I love you guys. And hopefully I wasn't kind of like, that was like, whoa, but it's fun. And love you. Be well. Have a great day. Bye.